Own your awesome. Oh, the irony. I feel so strange about writing this chapter because it involves someone else who has their own story. They have a completely different viewpoint from this, I'm sure. And honestly, I've moved the fuck on. This particular chapter was a blip in my radar, but the funny thing about writing a book is that it somehow transports you right back to that moment in time, to the feelings you felt, and they rise. So after thinking long and hard about this, I'm going to share my side of this story. And like all good stories, there's two sides. This is just mine. Mabel was about three months old when I decided to start Own Your Awesome. I wasn't quite sure what the concept was just yet. Maybe I'd resurrect my workshops, but perhaps online. Maybe I'd run some retreats, start blogging and vlogging again, and I definitely wanted to start a podcast. In the wee hours of the morning while breastfeeding, I'd ponder this idea of a website dedicated to the people who were owning their awesome, but I just wasn't sure I needed or was ready to start something new. I'd hardly processed the last fuck up. One chilly afternoon, I was walking up to the point, Mabel in her pram, thinking about how one of my friends gets these awesome signs all the time, and I never did. Mild resentment brewing. Just then I noticed a toy blanket, you know, one of those blankies that babies often have, like a comfort toy. It was propped up on a post along the boardwalk, and it was a superhero. I heard, be your own superhero. A perfect fit for own your awesome. I took it as a sign. I got to work, registered the business name, set up the website, Facebook, Instagram, and started mapping out the podcast. It was going to go against all the formulas I'd seen other online entrepreneurs follow. No banner of me laughing and portraying that my life was perfect. No bullshit. All real shit. We'd talk about fear. We'd talk about failure. We'd talk about the shit no one else was talking about. About a month after I'd set up my Instagram account, I got a message from someone who said they'd filed the paperwork for a trademark on Own Your Awesome in the States. It was a friendly conversation. She asked where in the world I was, what I was planning to do with Own Your Awesome, and I told her truthfully that I wasn't too sure, but I knew it would be coaching and some online course stuff. She said she didn't see an issue with us both using Own Your Awesome as she was using it for a physical product. I thought it all sounded great, and maybe there was a way we could do something together down the track. We both went on our merry ways, or so I very naively thought. I continued on with my thing, launched the website, put together a little online course, started my podcast and got some really great traction. Then she contacted me again, told me that her trademark had come through now and the podcast was an infringement. By this stage, I was physically and mentally exhausted. It was 10 months since our first interaction, and I had not slept more than 45 minutes since our last one. I was a wreck. I couldn't deal with this on top of the sleep deprivation. I felt physically nauseous. She told me she'd trademarked the phrase for products, but also for digital personal development work, such as coaching programs and video or audio programs. And because I was using the phrase for personal development, which I'd been very upfront and honest about from the beginning, and now I had a podcast, it was an infringement. I felt like I'd been punched in the gut when I read her message, really hard, like I couldn't breathe, I couldn't think or see straight. I told her I needed time to process this. My body felt like it was on fire. I was equal parts shit scared and fucking angry, really fucking angry. This woman had known since the very beginning exactly what I was using Own Your Awesome for, exactly what my intentions for Own Your Awesome were. I'd been up front. I'd taken our interaction at face value. We were good. I'd gotten on with my life without a second thought about it. Based on what unfolded during the next few days, it would appear that she had stewed on things. 
She said she had warned me about using the phrase and that because I'd never contacted her about setting up a call to talk about her product, that she assumed I was purposely ignoring her. She told me that if someone had contacted her when she first started using a phrase and had been told it was in use and being trademarked, that she would have rethought and not gone through with it and that she expected I would do the same. Only, I've been over the conversation again and again and again, and there's nothing in there that even feels like she was remotely letting me know that I was stepping on her turf. She'd actually given me permission to use it. Cool, I think because I'm in the USA, we'll be good. Sometimes I have a tendency to take things on face value. I can be very naive, and this was one of those occasions. After a bunch of back and forth, which all felt really yucky to me, I remember sitting in Mabel's room breastfeeding. She was sleeping peacefully. I looked down at her and I thought to myself, why am I fucking around with this? It really doesn't matter. It's some fucking words. It's not the big stuff. The big stuff is this moment, this preciousness of this little lady who's growing up so fast. I don't need this shit in my life. I don't need the stress. So I messaged her back and told her she could have it, that I didn't want this icky energy around me or my brand and that it was all hers. She wrote back some passive-aggressive bullshit about how I'd made the right decision and that it would serve both of our businesses in the best possible way. And I felt like an arsehole, and I feel like an arsehole saying this, but it wouldn't be the truth if I didn't. I thought to myself, yeah, fuck off. Don't give me this bullshit. This serves you in the best way possible. This was never about me. It was always about you. I have to pay for this. You've come off scot-free. That was very fucking easy for you to say. But I moved on. Part of the reason I decided to roll over and give her what she wants wasn't because I was afraid of legal action. I'd already sought legal advice about it, and they told me I was fine to keep going. But it no longer felt good. It didn't feel like owning my awesome. The energy had shifted. I wanted out. It's like I could feel the energetic dagger she'd been sending me for over the past year, and I didn't want it. I get to choose what I keep in my life, and I wasn't keeping this. It was time for me to really own my awesome. I changed my business name to my own name, and as a homage to my first ever blog, I renamed and relaunched the podcast under Carlosophies.